want. I've always wanted to try boxing when I was younger. Um, oh, you can't fight if you're a girl. <laughs> no. You couldn't fight, you can't go in the ring. <laughs> Definitely not. No. So, yeah. And even comments from people you don't even know. Yeah. Like, I've been on the side of a rugby pitch before. I've been calling in all sorts of gay names. Hello, and welcome to our new podcast, Valley's Voices. The podcast is about you, about me, about us. Who we are and what we look like may be different, but where we live is what we have in common. I'm Harriet Leake. I work as a community cohesion officer and I regularly champion people who struggle to get their voices heard. Today, we speak to Torvine resident and female rugby player Emily Parker on her experiences growing up in Torvine and working with young people. I then decided to start playing rugby, um, which was a bit of a change because I absolutely loved football at the time. But unfortunately, my stepdad um, was a massive rugby fan, so <laughs> we contracted <laughs> to rugby. Um, and then I met a few friends as, as boys, I suppose. I was the only... There was two girls on the team, actually. Mm. Um, and then the, all the rest were boys. Who did you play rugby for? Halloween RFC. So in my age category, there was Team Basham, yeah. who's currently in the Welsh squad. Um, there was a good few of us, and to be fair, them boys, they've all made it quite far, whether some of them are playing for Ponypool yeah. RFC now as well. Um, so yeah, that was an enjoyable experience. And Team's dad, Di, he was coaching us at the time. Um, brilliant coaches. Um, and a brilliant team, and I think they're still going well And a lot now. of them still play for that yeah. team now as well. Yeah, definitely. They? I looked at the... They were on a massive tour the other day. I think it was around 70, yeah. 80 of them. Um, and it was mad to see how many of the boys I went training with actually in the photo. Um, it's a very family, I think, yeah. club. It's a very nice team to play for. What? So how old was you when you moved from male rugby to female rugby? I think it was in year eight. I think I got to play my fir- my last year of games with the boys in year seven. And then I think it was in year eight we needed to move to a female team. But unfortunately, at that time, there was, there was no female rugby team in the area um, until others. We spoke about there no being no female team. And I think they started off up the garden mm. um, and they created a women's under 18s women's side yeah um, but then again it was only we'd struggle for a team each week I suppose yeah. they were starting off like f- very small numbers five to six and then increased then yeah um, and we were lucky to get 15 on the day if not a bit more and then we would play teams like the likes of Newport I think that was the closest team if we wanted to move um, I still think to this day there's no women's team in Torvine. Crossy Kiliog did have a women's team, that's expanded. Um, Garn don't have a women's team or a girls team, but they've just started a touch team. And there's the Ponypool Arrows, which is a rugby hub for younger girls to take part in. So hopefully Ponypool will develop a women's side. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, isn't it? Yeah. And I suppose, because, like, obviously, I know the boys that went on to play, like, they 
the majority of them played at high standard. They won like so many trophies throughout the year. I, I yeah, bet you definitely. felt like a bit of like, oh, I should be playing with them. Like I, I bet at <laughs> like year eight you didn't want to like leave them, did you? No, definitely not. The team was the talent in that squad was insane. Um, I think we were unbeaten for a certain amount of games all, all the season. I, I can't remember. I was too young, but yeah, we were definitely a good side. Um, and it was good It was good to have some game time with them, I suppose. I learnt a lot from them boys. Um, and it just got me stuck in. I think some girls now who tried to get into rugby at later life, um, some of them, you know, it's a confidence builder, really. Yeah. That confidence to make a tackle and stuff. When you've been doing it at such a young age with boys, um, you do you do already have that confidence which is great yeah how did the boys treat you um yeah actually I made some good friends with the boys um I think at first I think it was a bit different I suppose um especially for the boys having two girls play for their team and going to other teams I think we only ever come up across one team where they had a girl in their side which is mad to think about right now um and the other team was like, oh, there's girls playing. There's yeah. girls playing rugby. Um, so that that was quite different. But no, to be fair to the boys, they they treated you as one of your own. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And like I said, like your parents would be involved in the team as well. So you're not only friends with the boys, you're friends with the parents. Your parents are friends with the other parents. Um, and Tarween was just a brilliant club and I felt so welcomed and I'm sure... Um, my friend at the time would, would feel welcome as well it was yeah. yeah really good experience and I'm glad I changed from football to rugby yeah. in the end how was like school like obviously you I get I bet those friendships that you developed in rugby transferred into like school friendships like how were like sort of the girls in your classes compared? um yeah I think I was a bit different actually I think the boys took it well than the girls yeah which is mad to think about actually because we're in school and they were like oh you play rugby and at some points in my life in school I I stopped playing rugby because of how others thought of me playing rugby which is mad or I would never do that now but back then when I was a little girl other girls would be like oh you're like a bit of a tomboy you play rugby and my confidence was rubbish and there was a point where, oh, I don't know if I can play rugby because back then, I mean, oh, I have a boyfriend, <laughs> which yeah. is mad. Um, and it was just a bit frowned upon that, you know, you're playing uh, male sport. <laughs> but really, it's not a male sport, is it? It's everyone's sport. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can play rugby. Um, but yeah, it. but definitely with still with friendships in Pentuin, there was a load of us, I suppose. There was about 20 of us and some of us in that friendship group would be playing rugby together as well yeah. so outside of school it was brilliant and I suppose it was only me and a few girls um had really good friendship with some of the boys in mm-hmm. our area um but yeah in school it was it was a little bit different between the boys and the girls I know I can re- sort of remember like being in school because I like I was really sporty and then some of the girls would be like oh you just go into play sport because you fancy all the boys yeah there's like, it's, it's mad like, some of the comments like, yeah. yeah the comments were mad and I suppose some girls probably may still get it to this day you know mm. it's a barrier to 
taking part in activity, I suppose, of the fear of how other people will see you playing sports. But I loved it on times. I always wanted to be the best in yeah. like the bleep test. I I think one year I made myself sick. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's great then, like the boy seniors are, oh, Em, what did you have in your bleep test? What did you have in your bleep test? Yeah. Um, and then being able to do it with the boys, it was yeah. great then to see you know you're doing well and it's some competition then with the males yeah um and that's what it was all about it was it was good it was fun i suppose in in terms of um the way the girls were what were the kind of comments like you said the tomboy was there anything in terms of like oh you you you're gay like anything like that because i would imagine um, nowadays that would be one of the comments. yeah i suppose back then um, I I didn't come out with gay in school. Um, looking back, would I have known? I'm I'm not quite sure. Mm. I do get asked that question a lot. Do, would you have known if you were gay in school? I I don't know. Um, I suppose I was new to the area as well, which yeah took a lot of pressure. Um, I played sports that typically girls wouldn't like to play. I was very sporty. More often than not, you know, the occasional tomboy. Um, uh, people would ask if I was gay um, but I suppose I must have had a massive front on me and I'd be like no like I like boys and I think I'd have had you know had boyfriends in my school life um, I think prior to that I, some of the girls comments would be um, you know like oh you, you play rugby and like yeah. it was just frowned upon I suppose um yeah a few gay comments come up but i suppose i always come back like oh well no well, i've no, got a boyfriend yeah. so it was easily disguised um but yeah it was it was different i know I, and i suppose stereotypically like if you play rugby like the way you were bothered with uh, quite a few of the boys you're friends with people now would be like oh yeah she's gay She's oh yeah, lesbian. definitely. And I think I hated it back then that the fact that you couldn't play rugby because if you did play rugby, you'd be classed as gay. Yeah. And some people still think that now that oh, yeah. oh you play rugby, you, you must be gay. Oh you play football, you must be gay. And I hate that so much. Like this, obviously, straight girls who have boyfriends who play rugby, mm. and I think that frustrates them. I seen a documentary on it the other day. Um, can't remember who was in there but you know at the end of the day you're you're, you're an athlete mm. you know in professional if you're playing at professional level um does it matter if you're gay or straight playing a sport i personally don't think yeah. so i think it's fair everyone should be able to play sport you, yeah. shouldn't, you don't have to put a label on it it, it shouldn't yeah. even come in the same sentence is it really a sexuality and wherever sport you play it shouldn't come in it, it should never be a thing no, but it, it is a lot in in women's sport and I would imagine in men's it's like the other way round definitely um, and from a work point of view we've had kids not wanting to play a certain sport because or train I think it was weightlifting oh, I don't want to do that because that's a girl sport girls they want to grow their bum I don't want a big bum um, so when you think about it that we still, we still to this day have the comments um and yeah it's it's mad to think that people join 
just because you're playing a sport that you must you must be gay. That's just absolutely yeah. mad that like young girls or boys still feel that way about a certain thing, isn't it? And I bet there's thousands of girls or boys wanting to play a different sport or wanting to play a sport but I haven't got the confidence to play that sport just because mm. of comments they may receive from someone they may not even know or yeah. they close or, or their friends. Um, and that's mad to think about. I've always wanted to, play, to try boxing when I was younger. Um, oh, you can't fight if you're a girl. <laughs> no. You couldn't fight, you can't <laughs> go in the ring. Definitely not. No. So, yeah. And even comments from people you don't even know. Yeah. Like, I've been on the side of a rugby pitch before. I've been calling in all sorts of gay names. And I'm like, I don't I don't even know you. Like, what gives you the right to call me a name when you, you don't know me? Yeah. Just because I'm playing a sport that's classed as a man's sport. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's worrying then. Like, I think I've got quite thick skin at times. But there's some young girls or boys that don't have such thick skin mm-hmm. and you know something could seriously happen to them they may make some choices that will last them for the rest of their lives so it's hard mm. you gotta be careful who you're saying stuff to because it can really hurt someone and do some serious damage mm. i suppose you built that resilience up from a younger and i suppose when you went home your stepdad and your mum were pretty open in terms of you playing rugby yeah, definitely. My my stepdad was the one who got me into rugby and I'll always appreciate, <laughs> although I didn't at the time, appreciate him getting me into rugby because now I play for a women's team and it's just like a family. They're my best friends. Mm. Um, we do absolutely everything together. We all went to Portugal the other day. Um, we all go out to watch the rugby. Um, and to be fair to the, the club as well, NSD, um, the men's side are absolutely brilliant. We have socials with the men. We get to drink with the men. Um, they come to watch our games. We go and watch their games. Yeah. The club, wherever the men have, more than likely the girls will have as well. Um, like whether it's like a free drink yeah. after rugby. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And it's great to have a, a rugby club so welcoming to... What do you think the difference to that club is, to sort of the diversity and equality in Torvine? Um, that's a hard question. I know, it is hard. It is a hard it, question. There's got to be a difference, haven't there? I found that Torvine, I go to speak on facts, actually, there's, there's no women's rugby side. No. There's no club in Torvine that actually hold a women's rugby team mm. um, which is, is quite surprising actually uh, so is I suppose they they've the club at NSD they've obviously for inclusion and stuff they've created a women's women's yeah. side um, I suppose then down when I went to university I suppose that really opened my eyes compared to Torvine and Cardiff, where Cardiff was... If you were holding hands with a girl down the street, it wouldn't look... They, someone wouldn't look at you. They wouldn't look at you twice. Like, mm. it'd be normal or such thing. Like, there's so many, you know, gay men, um, lesbians, transgenders, all sorts. Um, 
which you feel I felt way comfortable down there. But when coming home, I it was completely different. Mm. I didn't feel comfortable at all. I remember the first day I come out and I was so worried about telling my friends from this area compared to the friends I've met in Cardiff. Yeah. Because it's just completely different. You don't... There's not many gay um, people around Torvine, I suppose, or if they are, they struggle to come out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely some difference there between Torvine and other areas I that maybe so. I take part in sport or where I've lived. I find that there's definitely a difference. Yeah. And it's like, um, I, like I've known you for a long time, and I prob- probably had an inkling that you were gay, to be fair, <laughs> from like a young age. Like, I remember yeah. sitting in the car with Emily, and I was like, oh, so how's your girlfriend, I think you said. And you was like, oh, yeah, she's fine. Like, she didn't, bear in mind, I've known this since she was 16. I think this, how old did you when you come out? Oh, dear, I was in my 20s, wasn't I? Well, yeah, I don't yeah. think... It, it was probably when you met Leanne, wasn't it? Yeah. It was probably when you knew, like... Yeah, definitely. And I can remember saying, oh, how's your girlfriend? Um, yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, she's fine. It was mad because I feel like up until now, I've lived, like, two different lives. Like, the person I am in Torvine is probably a completely different person to who I am in rugby, in honesty, or in university at at yeah. Cardiff I was living two different lives I was so scared to tell people or even walk down the street in Torbine holding someone's hand with the same sex than compared to Cardiff like the confidence was yeah completely knocked do you think it was because you were scared of people you knew that was going to judge that maybe maybe but then I also think it's not really spoken about I know through school we never had ed- any education on LGBTQ um, it was very really spoken about mm. even when you had sex education lessons in school it would be how you'd have sex with a male how a woman would have sex with a male there was no how two males have sex or two females have sex or mm. any other way um it was just based on a man and a woman loving. Um, so I suppose that does play a part. I knew of one person who was a lesbian in our school. Um, and fair play to her who actually owned it and, and, and come out. Whether she had any grief, I'm, I'm not sure. We wasn't the closest of friends. So I, I wouldn't know personally. But everyone classed her as the gay one. Well, yeah. I... I Personally, my, my own personal opinion, I hate labels. I hate the fact that I had to sit down with my mum to tell her that I was gay. Mm. You don't really see yourself, Harriet, sitting down with your mum or dad saying that you're straight. No. So why no. do you need to put that label on, on it? At the end of the day, they're just... Everyone's human. Yeah. You can love who you want. So I really struggled with that by you need to put a label on it. And still to this day, I would never put a label on it. I would never meet someone and say, oh, hi, my name's Emily, I'm, I'm a lesbian. I would never do that. No. no. And I hate that labelling of you need yeah, and to I can, come Yeah, I can understand that. It makes perfect sense. Like, I know um, when my sister sort of 
<coughs> come out she was like she like struggled to tell my mum but she would tell me like she yeah. told me over the phone she was out in America at the time and she got me to tell my mum <laughs> like she wouldn't <laughs> do it herself because she was that scared of the reaction yeah like I'm the kind of person I like now I do it with kids and young people and be like oh got a boyfriend got a girlfriend yeah. yeah I don't like saying now oh the parents oh who's your boyfriend in school yeah it's all the time yeah. and especially growing up I'd I'd be a millionaire if I had a pound every time someone asked on my family, oh, who's your boyfriend? Who's your boyfriend? Well, yeah, that's like a thing. And you back your head, it's like, well, what if I didn't have a boyfriend? Like, why are people labelling what you automatically need a boyfriend? Like, yeah. I just, I really struggled with that. And I think um, my rugby team really, you know, helped me. There's, not everyone's gay on our rugby team. There's a no. lot of straight women playing as well. Mm. Um, I it really did struggle understanding why people needed to come out to their families or friends or to the public. Mm. Um, what was it, like the first male footballer coming out the other yeah. day? I'm just like, why do people need to come out? Like, it shouldn't be that way. No. I understand why, they, and it's brilliant that he has come out, and I think it's going to help so many young males and females come out in the future and more athletes come out as well. Yeah. Um, and that's brilliant, but... I think it needs to be a stage where you you don't have to come out, you don't have to clash yourself. You just, no. you love whoever you want and you can be whoever you want. And I think that starts, like, with people now that are raising their kids and try, it's like a culture thing all around, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Like, I certainly won't be saying, you know, to my kids about a boyfriend, you know, or a girlfriend or whatever. I'm just going to say, you level you want and... When you're ready, bring them home. Yeah, like, you go definitely. And I think that's brilliant that the way you think that because so many people would think, well, why do I want to do that? I don't want my kid to, you know, be in a gay relationship. Mm. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. Until you get starts. over that problem, um, unfortunately, the culture at the moment is is still bad. The amount of, you know, uh, gay pride and how many educational lessons you can do on it. There's still people in the world, unfortunately, um, abusing. I suppose mm. so many people across the world just for being being themselves. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, every single day trying to be someone else. Like, no, I know it's sad. Really, how I think I'm lucky in somewhat respect that my family really respected my decision and classed it I just be myself really and yeah. I think there's so many and especially I know some people who really struggled and their family still to this day really struggle with it's the just, fact that they're gay yeah it's mad just for it? loving someone else I like I can never comprehend that in my head because I think like if I care and love about somebody I'm not going to care or love them any different to you no. know, if whatever they get up to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you that yeah. for me is unconditional with family. It's not but that's one of my, you know, strong morals. Yeah. And I know like when Ellie sort of come out it was a bit like she then struggled with the fact that none of us reacted the way she like made up this thought like thing in her head <laughs> to say like, Oh, they're all gonna hate me, they're all gonna disown me, blah blah blah. But, like, I can remember her saying, I was, I was like, oh, nice. What's her name? What's she doing? Like, it was like... Yeah, like a shock. Like, it was why, just why like, are you not shouting at me? Why, why are you not? Why are you not? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I think mad. there's so many, like, 
crazy stories out there, isn't it? That sometimes it's just like you tell someone that you feel safe around and they can yeah. accept you. And you've got to think as well. Um, I've forgotten what program it was, but they've said that like some young people know whether you know they they gay mm. or if they want to be or a boy or a girl at such a young age. So you can imagine all their life through like primary school, secondary school, university, college, or however long it takes for them to openly admit mm. or come out. Um, well, they actually go through waking up every single day, yeah, knowing that they they want to be someone else and, yeah. and they can't because Would of what other s- people think. Would you say that that's sort of an element of where you're com- you come from because you come out sort of like as an adult, didn't you? But in terms of like if it was very openly spoken about in school, do you think you're like that side of you would have been different or would you do you think you would still have explored men and still explored women? Um, I don't know, I suppose because around you, especially in school, it, it wasn't talk- talked about at all. Mm. Um, even the little of littlest of things i always say i hate getting cards because it's better now but back then you get a card and it's a man and a woman a man and a woman yeah there's no two men or two women which i find bizarre but little things like that for a child probably if you go to shop and you see ah two men and women in school if it's spoken about ah you you know you sort of understand i think it could potentially have made... I would have come out a bit earlier. I'm not sure. Maybe I would have explored yeah, at such you. an early age. But um, I did have a long-term boyfriend up until I was, I think, about 19. So I think it wasn't until the tail end of that that mm. I thought potentially that I would like to experience. I think I'd start to have some thoughts. Yeah. Um... But then I don't know if that was because I joined a rugby team and they were so open and honest about everything. And I was like, wow. It was only, I think, the rugby team that I expressed myself to first. And mm, they... Because it's safe. Yeah, I felt safe around them. So, like, imagine having that culture in school, though, or in your community. Exactly. Like, it would be... It would take all that pressure off you. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it's, like... I th- I just believe in love. I think I believe that you can fall in love with anybody. Like yeah. I class myself as straight, but I think if somebody, regardless yeah. of who they were, I was attracted yeah. to and I fell in love with, it would be a completely different story. It just happens that it was a man. Yeah, definitely. That's um, how I look. I, I totally agree with that, um, and I don't understand why it takes for you gender to decide on who you should love and who you shouldn't yeah but no I was definitely in like some sort of safe space and I could express my feelings um and who I was at the end of the day yeah and I and like it's like with any team isn't it you are banter and you talk about things that wouldn't necessarily talk about in a work or school environment (laughs) or you wouldn't speak about with your mum and dad and they say things completely inappropriate don't they but you that's what creates that safe space oh yeah definitely and my rugby team they're a blast and if someone's seen us on a night out and yeah it's completely different I suppose Mm -hmm. um but I 
back then I was quite young when I joined the rugby team and there was a few same-sex relationships on the team and I think I got if she's my best friend now and I started asking her questions I was like well how do you know if you love like a woman or not and there was more questions and more questions and I don't know I just felt yeah I just think what they did was amazing and how Mm. open and honest they are all together um yeah and they didn't care what people think Mm. and no one should really no how does that now influence your approach to young people that are potentially i want to sit by like maybe not understanding themselves or like towards their own identity because i i like from working with young people i know that young people struggle with their identity from a really really young age yeah particularly if they haven't got supportive family around them yeah definitely um I think you said that then, where, like, young people are really struggling with their identity and what other people think, which then they have, like, outbursts of anger or not even anger sometimes, maybe emotional, emotionally come out. Um, I think it's just really important to be there for that person, create that safe space and talk about it. Mm. I think if someone, a teacher, would have just spoken to me or, I don't know, a family relative just spoke to me about the topic I probably would have come out a lot earlier because mm. I would have felt safe of talking about it because it's not spoken about I think it's very hard for a young person to then speak about it yeah. where if you're the one talking about it and not just saying targeting that young person and guessing they're, they're gay but as a school collective or like a classroom yeah. collective actually talk about the topic um I don't think many people do that enough of just talking about certain subjects or topics um, for understanding mm. and realisation because there are some young people. I've had, you know, names thrown at me from young people. Um, I'm not saying in a work environment, but anywhere, I suppose. Um, they're not very nice, but I'm sure if they were educated on the topic, then they would they probably wouldn't say them words um and the the phrase oh you're gay like <laughs> and you your parents saying it as well yeah stop being uh, so gay stop being so gay or man up like yeah. i think there's just little terms like that that you can avoid using especially with young people um to help the situation that they may be going through um but i think it's so important to educate young people on yeah. on the topic. And I don't think it's necessarily knowing what every single identity is, what every single sexuality is, is it? No, it's I don't. just like... <laughs> no, and it's just like promoting the fact that you can be whoever you want to be and nobody's going to judge you. Well, mm. just by even saying, oh, you're so gay, like, that, you don't know what that young person's going to go home no. and do. Or they could have, you know, yeah. two mums at home and, or two dads at home. Yeah. Or they could have a... It could, like, really affect their lives. My pers- personal point of view, though, I'd much prefer someone to come and talk to me about it mm. or ask me a question than, than not. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed... 
Please leave us a review and share amongst your friends, families and work colleagues. The podcast will be live on our social media platforms, Torvine County Borough Council on Facebook, Torvine on Instagram and at Torvine Council on Twitter. It will also be available on our website, www.torvine.gov.uk. Please keep an eye out for more series.